Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host, and we have a much more manageable show this week. Um, the problem is when, when I get excited, like I, 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 I go through the news articles, and I'm like, oh, I want to talk about that, and I want to talk about that, and I want to talk about that. And then pretty soon, I start doing the show notes, and I don't really t- have a good gauge of how long each article is going to take me. And then I just start piling everything into the show notes. And eventually I have to say, okay, I have to cut this and I have to cut this, but I really don't want to cut these things. And then I get a huge blown up show. So that's, that's where we're at. Uh, just a little peek inside of the madness that is my brain, which is most of the time unorganized and just kind of everywhere. It is a new month. At the beginning of every new month, we thank our Patreon supporters. So I would like to thank, first of all, me, because I'm a Patreon supporter, because I was doing some testing. Well, I signed myself up to be a patron supporter, and I have forgotten to remove myself. So I'm going to start by thanking me, Friendly Sleet 66 Jerbo, Steve, Bruce W., Anthony, Jessica Kirsch, Elon Muskie, Tommaso, Karen, Chris, Dale, Cameron, Mark, James, Nate, Don, Sierra, my Sierra, Chip, Ryan, Rolando, Bruce with a C, Howard, Isaiah, Neil, Jeffrey, Joseph, and Andrew. We are getting quite a list. If you would like to join those folks and help support the show, all of the money goes back into making the show better. None of the money goes into my own pocket. So just go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or support kilowatt.com and you can see what we have to offer. All right, let's jump into the news here. Hyundai has some things to announce on July 14th. What those things are, we don't know. Um, Instead of guessing, I'm going to wait until July 14th to, to hear what they have to say. They're calling it in-day, and there is some speculation that Hyundai will release an in version of the Ionic 5, an in like Nancy. I don't know what in means in the Hyundai lineup, and honestly, uh, I could look it up, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to wait till July 14th, and we'll talk about it after they announce it. 
Rivian increased production in the second quarter of 2022. They produced 4,401 vehicles and sold 4,467 vehicles. So that's pretty good. Right now, their 2022 totals produced uh, 6,954 and sold 5,694. So as you can see, the totals for the year are really close to the totals for the second quarter. So it seems like Rivian is kind of getting some things figured out in terms of production. They're not quite there, but they're getting there. Fisker is asking reservation holders for an extra $5,000, which is non-refundable, before they can receive their vehicle. Now, I've been reading headlines that were very similar to what I just said, and I was like, well, that seems like a bunch of nonsense because they got like thirty or $50,000 reservations. Why are they asking for another $5,000? Well, it sounds like Fisker is asking reservation holders if they want to be in the first 5,000 people to accept delivery of their car, which is the launch edition, then they need to put down an extra $5,000. I'm not super thrilled that it's a non-refundable deposit, but as we get closer to November, which is when Fisker says they're going to actually start producing these vehicles and delivering them, uh, this seems reasonable to me. If you want to skip to the head of the line, then you just plump down an extra $5,000. If you don't, that's fine. You put down your $250 deposit and you'll get your car sometime between November 2022 and September 2023, depending on when you ordered it. So I I don't think it's that big of a deal. There are currently 150,000 fuel stations in the United States. Most of these fuel stations, if not all of them, have multiple pumps to better accommodate those who need to fuel their car. So that makes sense. Right now, there are only 6,000 DC fast charging stations in the United States. As we talked about, the the fastest way to charge your electric vehicle is through DC fast charging. So I'd imagine that most of these DC fast charging stations also have multiple EVSE, which stands for Electric Vehicle Supply Equipment. The reason why we're making a distinction is because the charger is in the vehicle And the device that supplies electricity is the EVSE. All right, back to the topic at hand. I don't think we need 150,000 charging stations because most people can charge at home. And we have level two chargers and level one chargers in different locations. So I I think we need enough DC fast charging stations to, to cover basically road trips, long road trips. So it's going to be more, I don't know exactly how many we're, we're going to need, but it's going to be more than 6,000. World Resources Institute wrote an article and they published it in Clean Technica. And I condensed this quite a bit. Uh, so go to the show notes if you want to read it. But basically, they kind of lay out some things that we need to make these charging networks work for us. So in the United States, uh, there was a bipartisan infrastructure bill that put aside billion for a national electric vehicle infrastructure. States have five-ish years, five years to do their part when it comes to building out the charging network. Uh, Here are some ways, and I've condensed this, you know, again, quite a bit, but here are some ways that we can effectively deploy an EV charging network without causing too many headaches. Because five years isn't a lot of time, folks, honestly. 
first thing we need to do is we need to coordinate planning across all levels of state government. So in most states, you have the state government, the county, the borough, or the city, depending on where you live. Like when I lived in Alaska, we didn't have counties, we had boroughs. Approvals need to happen on a lot of levels between those three entities and probably make creating like a coalition to sit down and, and help cut through some of that red tape makes a lot of sense. Now, this probably needs to be spearheaded at the state level, but it makes sense that these are the kind of things that we're going to need um, in place before we can really start building out these this infrastructure. The next thing we're going to need is we need to make sure that everybody has access to these EV charging stations. And by access, I mean, we need to have ADA, Americans with Disability Act, accessible chargers or charging spaces. I know I'm guilty of this, but this gets left, this part of the conversation gets left out a lot. So I wanted to make sure to include it here. So let's move on to how we figure out where we need to put these chargers. Well, the U.S. National Renewable Energy Laboratory has a suite of tools to help plan the number of chargers needed and the type of chargers that are needed and where we need to put them. And here's the great thing. If you don't like the tools that the National Renewable Energy Laboratory has put out, there are other companies and organizations that have put out tools that do this same exact thing. Um, I was actually quite surprised. I found three or four. So tools and, you know, suites of tools, that's all very important. We want to have those because that gives us an insight into where we might be thinking of putting these charging stations. But there are other resources that these planning officials can draw from. And one of the, I think, the most valuable groups are these EV groups that are in nearly every state, if not every state. So there's Tesla groups, there are just regular EV groups. These are the people that are actually driving the electric vehicles around the state that they live in and neighboring states, and they know where the pain points are. So these are people that you should be, or we should be consulting in terms of uh, where we put these chargers. And I meant to mention this earlier, but I forgot. Uh, but we should also be, the state should be working with the state, other states that they border with as well. And, and states that border Canada and Mexico should probably be working with those countries as well. So when we're placing charging stations, we're placing them in places that actually make sense. It doesn't make any sense if you have a, tr a charging station in Arizona right on the border, and then you cross the border and you have another charging station in California. That doesn't make sense. It might make sense to have one two or 300 miles, well, let's say 200 miles further down the road in California. That makes sense. Having them next to each other isn't a good use of anyone's money. I'm going to wrap this up here, but the most important to, thing to me honestly, is that all of this is going to require a great deal of communication and collaboration. And I want to make sure that these charging stations go in places that make the most amount of sense. And we get, as taxpayers, get the best bang uh, for our money. Because <laughs> if this gets mismanaged, we're just kind of in the same boat. All right, let's jump into some Tesla news. First up, Tesla's earnings call will take place on July 20th. Man, I have a thing with my tongue today. It's just getting stuck to the top of my mouth. Sorry about that. Starting to develop the old stutter again. 
anyway, the earnings call will be on July 20th. Of course, we will cover it like we always do. But I think this is a good time to mention um, I've been doing other EV automakers, including legacy automakers. Besides Tesla, what other companies do you want to hear earnings calls from? I have, I do three, I try to do three a quarter. So if you have a request, email me, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. This next story is for my friends with Model S's and X's. In the newest version of Tesla's software, the vehicle will automatically look for rough roads and potholes, and then it will try to avoid them by adjusting the suspension on the vehicle, the air ride suspension. In 2020, Elon mentioned that this was going to be a thing, that autopilot would do this. Sounds like it finally made it here. Right now, like I mentioned at the top of the story, you can only do this in the Model S and Model X because the Model 3 and the Model Y don't have the air ride suspension. All right, on to a more serious topic. 15 current and former black Tesla employees are suing Tesla for failing to prevent racial discrimination at the Fremont factory. Now, this is all alleged. The filing alleges that colleagues frequently use racial slurs, discriminatory terms. There was racist graffiti on bathroom walls, benches, lockers, workstations. The graffiti included racial slurs, swastika, and some mention of the Ku Klux Klan. Some of the employees are also claiming that they were fired when they reported the above activities. If this is true, this is definitely not good for Tesla and shame on Tesla for allowing this to happen. This is a claim that we're hearing a lot coming from the Fremont factory. So again, I'll update you as we get more information. Tesla announced their production and delivery numbers for Q2 2022. The Model S and X production was 16,411, and they delivered 16,162. The Model 3 and Y production was 242,169, and they delivered 238,522. So pretty good overall for Tesla However, they had nine straight quarters of growth, and this quarter was down a little bit. It was still pretty good quarter. I mean, total production was 258,580, 258, and total of deliveries were 254,695. Even though it's a down quarter, lots of things were going on on Q2 2022. They had to shut down the Shanghai factory. Giga Berlin and Giga Texas were just coming online. I don't see a down quarter being that big of a deal, to be honest. And that brings us to our final story, which I think is a cool story. It's not really a Tesla story. It's more of a climate story. Swiss startup Climeworks, that's C-L-I-M-E-W-O-R-K-S-A-G, is currently constructing the world's largest air carbon capturing facility. It's going to be called Mammoth. Mammoth can remove 36,000 tons of CO2 from the air per year, which is, you know, pretty impressive, 36,000 tons. Um, But it only removes like 0.0001% of the 36 billion tons of CO2 produced per year by us humans. So (laughs) we're going to have to have quite a few more to make a difference. 
This air is cleaned through a chemical industrial process, and then the carbon is mixed with water, and then that carbon water is injected into the ground where it forms into solid carbonate rock. It's pretty cool. The whole facility is powered by geothermal energy. Now, Climeworks is a business, so how are they making their money? Well, they are selling carbon credits to companies like Microsoft and Google and other big companies. So one ton of carbon credits will cost you a thousand euros or about a thousand forty-eight dollars. Based on what we know, if Climeworks sells out of all of their thirty-six thousand ton credits, they're expected to make thirty-six million dollars a year. I was not able to find how much uh, Mammoth costs to build, but thirty-six million dollars a year isn't, you know, it's not bad. And it's a nice start, and we need a lot more if we're going to make a dent, but you got to start somewhere. So I applaud Climeworks for doing this. All right, everybody, that is it for me this week. If you have any questions or you have comments, email me, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. You can also find me on Twitter at 918digital. I want to apologize for last week's show because I was all over the place. I actually recorded that show on a Thursday and I released it on a Saturday, but it took me two days to fix basically my blabbering. I just went on and on and on. So I had to cut a lot of that stuff out. So yeah, I apologize. Wasn't my best work last week. This one, this week I feel better about, by the way, I am recording on a Wednesday, um, Oh, no, I am recording on a Thursday today, Thursday morning, because I want to get this out on Friday. All right, everybody, that is it for me. I hope you all have a wonderful week, and I will see you next Friday. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.